Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm your host, Barrett Carlin, and today I'm absolutely delighted to have Emily from Vernon Jane on to chat with me about their second album, Chess Paints and Side Pieces, which is out next week. It's out on Friday the 13th, spooky spooky. Um, they were very, very kind to let me listen to the album before it came out. I got to hear it a good few times before this interview and my God, is it absolutely incredible. Um, I genuinely think it's their best work yet and I'm not just saying that because, you know, promo and stuff, it, it really is absolutely fantastic. So I'll be chatting about that album, obviously, in incredible detail, along with a few other side questions that we normally get trailed off on this podcast. But uh, yeah, it was re- this was amazing. I like I gen- I've been a fan of this band for a very long time, and I never thought in a million years that a few years later I'd be the one interviewing them about their second album, <laughs> or I'd have the chance to interview them about their second album. So this really was a trip. You can hear the- I can hear the excitement in my voice when I was doing the uh, when I was doing the audio for this podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was fantastic. I I will say though, just before we start. Um, this is the second time Emily has done this podcast. The first time we did it, we did it by Zoom. And uh, I literally, I remember finishing it because you have to wait for the video to convert at the end of Zoom. And I was just like, I genuinely think that was the best interview I've ever done. That went unbelievably well. That couldn't have gone better. And then I got the audio back and it was all corrupted. I was just like, no. (laughs) So she was very kind to allow me to interview her a second time. And um, I think it went very very well i'm over the moon with it i i i think it's a fantastic episode anyway i'm gonna stop talking i'm gonna stop talking i'm gonna get on with the episode here's the theme music by zach stevenson Yeah. Okay, here's episode number 51 of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm here with Emily of Vernon Jane for the second time. Woo-hoo. We actually recorded an episode, was it like three months ago, I think? Around that, I yeah. think, yeah. And when I, it was one of the best interviews that I ever did. No <laughs> no pressure at all for round two. But uh, then as soon as I got the audio back, it was all corrupted. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Which were very kind to offer yourself up to do another one. So thank you very much. Listen, I'm very happy. To be here and talk about <laughs> things, I'm sure. <laughs> and we're here for the the second album, Vernon Jane. Yeah, uh, chess pieces, chess pains and side pieces. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about going into the re- release day? Yeah, <laughs> it's wild. I think that's how I feel. That sums it up. It's just, <laughs> it's not a bit mad. <laughs> like, because you're like, I'll do one one album in my life is fine. And because you wrote it around COVID. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it was kind of we released the first album. And uh, I think it was like two or three days after the release of that album, uh, the the show that we did for that album, um, everything went into lockdown. Yeah. So we never got to tour it or, um, you know, like push it or have fun with it. Like um, I think the tour and it was was a big part of it was like we never got to really play those songs live. Mm. And so uh, during COVID, um. Yeah, just the, the being locked in um, this album, I just start writing and recording a lot in my room and then this album kind of came to fruition, but it's definitely not the second album I envisioned. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, because it is, it's like, it's quite different to Rituals and Lovemaking mm-hmm. in that it's like, well, it, it, some of it's very delicate and some of it is uh, <laughs> quite ferocious. Like, what was the kind of the um, inspiration going into writing it? Like, what was kind of the, was there, did it organically come that way or... Yeah, I, th- 
Yeah, I think that's interesting because like with the ritual of lovemaking, I knew in my head it was like this is a concept and, and the songs are we're all pairing together and it all kind of made mm. sense. But then with this album, it was like songs were coming to me here or there. And um, I kind of now in retrospect, um, I kind of referring to this album as if like you're having someone over to your house, but you didn't clean it and, and you left them in. That's brilliant. Yeah, and, and, you're, and you're literally like, oh, there's the cup of tea I left um, and it's cold now. And the book is like sprawled across the table on the page. I left it and the pile of clothes is in the corner. And it is, it's like literally going, this is what I was thinking about uh, on my own during the lockdown. This is just an insight into that day to day Um living and what was crossing my mind and what I was trying to process um, and none of the songs were pairing together that that well and that's hence the name it's chest pains and side pieces because it's like <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> what am I up to because <laughs> you release like why did you decide to release like the EP uh, and then the album separate yeah I think um, part of that genuinely was timing because um, it took us a while just to feel okay after Mm. the lockdown and like um just feel good within ourselves we had we had gigged um a good bit in the uk after we came out of lockdown and then we kind of caught ourselves in a a lineup change and then also just kind of going okay like is this are we enjoying this what do we want and so it gave us time and space and also a lot of us were going through big life changes mm. um like moving houses getting married doing mad shit and so <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> not i <laughs> but uh but yeah there was just a lot of actual just personal change for us so we stepped back as a band and said okay we want to enjoy putting this album out and we want to share it with people properly this time and we didn't get that opportunity with the mm. first one so the ep made sense um to just kind of be like we are still here we care we want to share parts of it with you but when we share the full thing we want to feel like we are the best versions of ourselves to do it which i think now we are and as a band we feel very like like in ourselves again Mm. which i think was nice that we could give ourselves the time i think (laughs) yeah it's but like with the album because you were very kind to let me hear it when i was and especially (laughs) when it was over my holidays it was was just back from vienna going around listening to it like a very emotional because you do really lay Mm. yourselves quite bare in it Mm. uh, like laid literally all out on the table (laughs) how do you go about constructing songs like that like as as a band as well because they are you're you're fairly direct with them as well it's an it's an incredible album i think um, well thank you very much for listening as well but uh I think because I have loved like the band and the people in the band like um who've been there from the beginning and now we have like a couple of new people as in in the circle but there's a co- like people who've been there from the start it's very easy for me to share those songs because they're living that reality with me mm. so um like particularly like um Joe and Neve and Sean, we've known each other since we were 17, 18, you know, and me sharing these songs is like the same, the equivalent of me just like having a real conversation with them and being like, oh, I'm not feeling that good or this is what I'm going through. And I think because we share our lives together, it lets me be quite vulnerable in my songwriting. Mm. Um, and I also don't know if I could do it any other way. And at times I definitely wish I could so I could protect myself <laughs> a little bit more. And particularly with this album, like I really don't know if I fully ever thought these songs would get heard or you know I wasn't like and I'm sure like a lot of people during lockdown 
I wasn't thinking about oh god what's next for me or like what's next for the band or how do I bounce back it was just like how do I tie my laces how do I have a shower <laughs> like you know like very basic yeah basic needs needed to be met at the time so I wasn't thinking oh let me <laughs> let me see what people will think if I speak about this stuff it just kind of happened and then I shared the songs and the guys were very supportive and reactive to them and they then put their own feelings into it and um which I think adds a lot as as they get to tell their own story and mm. um, through how they play like and um I'm very appreciative of that you know that they let out their emotions on on my emotions oh, <laughs> an emotion sandwich oh no <laughs> yeah. and like what was it like constructing an album over covid like with mm. like because did you live with them at one point yeah, yeah so uh that was actually one of the big big changes for us after uh covid was um myself and our guitar player and drummer and our guitar player's partner we all lived in an apartment during covid together and you would think that would lead to oh my god the band is yeah like (laughs) flourishing but honestly that was what was right for us as people and right for our friendship and right for what we needed like we supported each other like that was our community during covid and we weren't thinking like let's write the next big hit or let's you know (laughs) like we were just like trying to survive so uh we weren't thinking musically but i was spending a lot of time in my room on my own and um, singing away yeah just like <laughs> and and that's why i think some of the vocals are more quiet and stuff because literally <laughs> we're in an apartment there's yeah. one above me below me and to the side but um i got really comfortable with just like recording and and writing and um and then i would send it to the guys and then when they were ready they might put like guitars over it or um you know a drum idea might come and might program some drums or whatever so actually there was a lot of back and forth through email which allowed people to sit with it when they had the time and when they were ready so Mm. I wasn't just knocking on their bedroom door being like hey uh can you just do some guitar (laughs) drums for that right now it's like when you're ready you're gonna circle around to this when you're in a good space um so yeah like writing it for me I'm really visual so my room became like pictures uh like I, I was drawing a lot during it so there was just like a wall with the song names and then the pictures so it's like that scene and it's all sunny you know charlie being yeah. like <laughs> it's that <laughs> that's how i live <laughs> so that this album was that i was constantly trying to see like what is going on for me like where are these songs coming from how how are they coming together and uh it was a really strange experience because I wasn't getting that instant feedback I usually get. Like if I write a new song, I'll go jam with the guys and then I get this instant feedback and this instant hit of dopamine going, that's a great song. Good for you. Let's go. Let's make it a band song. I wasn't getting that. I was sending a a demo in and someone might come back and say, that's cool. I'm like, oh, cool. (laughs) I'm not cool. The song's terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. cool or like you'll get the like just the scene you're like you've seen it but you didn't did you listen oh. i don't know like like you know and then really you can misread That's all worse. of that yeah i know scene yeah or like an, a, a voice note and it's listen to you see it's blue and you're like oh god praying on all my insecurities my sister does the same thing and it drives me up the wall because she claims that she's like i'm never on my phone it's like 
you're on Instagram constantly <laughs> posting photos of you getting fucking ice cream in Berlin. Like, <laughs> I know yeah, you're seeing yeah. these messages. Yeah, it's a it's a horrible like. It's We're a calling horrible. you out, cheaper by the way. Yeah. We're calling you out. <laughs> no, I I think I see it from both perspectives, and that we live in a really horrible world. <laughs> and I won't get too deep, but it's like we're constantly under pressure to instantly reply and instantly like be in the same place that that message comes from and instantly be ready to listen to a song that Mm. is emotional and get back and I think um I through that experience got a lot more comfortable with myself and I was like maybe I need to find the gratification within what I'm doing for myself even though I'm in in a band and we we collaborate and we work together there has to be something in it for me as well, which is really, really hard to say, like, because I don't live my life that way in general. <laughs> general mm-hmm. Everybody OK? Is everybody else OK? <laughs> How is everybody OK? OK, cool. <laughs> and it's rare that I check in with myself. And this album was a real reality check of like, what am I doing for me with this? Is this for me? Mm. You know, and uh, it's going to make me a bit emotional thinking about it because I'm on that journey now with the band where it's like, when we go to the UK now, like you're, you're, you're traveling and you're, you're away from people you love and you're with people you love as well. But then you're, you know, you're putting a lot to go and do this. Mm. And I have started to settle and take moments where I'm like, oh, actually I'm really enjoying this. (laughs) I, I, I can't take on the responsibility for everyone else's enjoyment, but for me, I'm enjoying it. And that, that has been like a light bulb moment of like, okay, I'm not responsible for everybody else's enjoyment a hundred percent of the time, even though like it can feel that way. And um, so this album was a gift in that regard. I'm, I, I think, I hope. <laughs> no, it, like I've, as I said before we started recording, I do think it's some of the best work. That, I think it's the best work you've ever put out. <laughs> I, I, I think it's phenomenal. Um, what like is what particular songs do you think that do you think like come to you straight away when you think of the album that like oh. really? <laughs> because there's quite a few yeah. that one um uh the needs and n- knees and needs yeah oh my yeah. god i love that song that's such a good i can't wait because people haven't heard it yet and i'm, I'm like I feel like one of the very lucky few is like it's so good <laughs> well thanks i am um, that one's funny because i feel like that was a day where i was like I think so much of this album is like when you're 14 and you're listening to your favorite bands and you're like this is the type of band that i want to be in and like and uh I I think that's where that song came from. It was just like like embodying the bands that like inspired me when yeah. I was I was younger and like real. There's a hint of being like a little emo in it, which is gas. I've gone know? back. I, it's funny. I think Sick Love mentioned it as well. Like I've gone back to listen to the stuff I listened yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. when I was like 15, 14. As of recently, I was yeah. like this is actually really good but it's like it's like some of it's not good yeah but i just love the nostalgia of when yeah. i when i loved it like i've been listening to papa roach a lot recently yeah. and i'm just like god oh, i forgot this i forgot i loved this yeah. it's a great feeling i think uh, <laughs> it probably all comes back to and it's so lame but it's not lame because i guess as we get older and stuff you you are kind of you're you're more capable of giving yourself the things that you need and like when you're a child you may not know and so we still all have that little version of ourselves mm, like that inner, inner child, child. Yeah. yeah yeah and you like you're like oh god now i'm on a podcast talking about my inner child no no, no it's, 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 a friend of mine explained the concept of inner child to me recently yeah. we were at, it's like three o'clock in the morning and just yeah. drinking and she started explaining to me i was just like 
that makes so much sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like i i think about that a lot because um one of the things i've been circling back to a lot just in the last little while is just like finding these tiny little pockets of joy like when you're struggling and particularly if you're struggling with your own um your own head and your own being in your own space mm. um and i go up and down with a lot of that stuff sometimes and um when i'm in those periods it's like okay like where are the little pockets of joy where's the little thing like where's and i bought a uh, teenage mutant ninja turtle socks <laughs> recently and i was like this nice. is the little thing oh my god <laughs> and then like just just listening to like uh, like particularly like for me nirvana or just this like hit of like oh man yeah that is that's that's like fucking <laughs> a band-aid on everything isn't it you know so i think uh we do have to mind ourselves and and think about like we are still all just like yeah people get older like i have friends who are like in their 50s and 60s and we talk and i see them more regularly than people my own age and stuff <laughs> and they they have the same problems as I have and they have the same struggles as I have and they can maybe cope and rationalize things a bit better than I can but we are all just like people <laughs> like yeah by, we're yeah. just all like like honestly growing older you're just like this isn't I'm still the same little person I don't <laughs> I don't know what to <laughs> do you know yeah. so yeah we gotta mind our little inner child I think <laughs> no I really do. like I even like I kind of go up and down with my own head as well and just yeah. For, and like one of the things that I do is like I just go off by myself for a while yeah. and people are like how do you do that like why is how is that beneficial to you mm. it's like that's the best space because I'm talking yeah. to people all the time with people that it's nice to yeah. actually be able to just go no I'm gonna I'm by myself and yeah. everyone's gonna leave me alone <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that's the one of the things that I'm always so cautious of like because I know um like people would message us as a band and stuff and like we're a small band and so when somebody messages it it generally just comes directly to me and and like I'm always so cautious because I'm like what works for me may not work for you and mm. I hope that you can find the thing that works for you because like that's it I think like we're all so individual and we all have such different needs and I I can tell you what I do but I can't say that's going to make things better mm. so you know it's it's mad but I do also like being on my own. I have to say, <laughs> I like I like going for a bit of a walk you know, on my I, own. I, I love going to the the cinema on my own. That's yeah. one thing I really like doing. And <laughs> it was International Batman Day, uh, like two weeks ago, and I'd never seen the Tim Burton Batman yeah. film in cinema, the nineteen eighty nine yeah. one. And I'm huge Batman fan. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go to this on my own, and I'm going to enjoy it. And as soon as I started watching the film, I had three little shits behind me who were about eight or nine. Kept kicking my chair. Oh, no. <laughs> kept kicking my chair and I turned around and like I, I'm not an intimidating person by any means it was like guys can you stop I said can you stop and they were just look, they're looking at me like I had five heads I was like what the hell's his problem then they started talking to the whole film and an adult who was like four rows down turned around and was like stop who is that shut up and they're like the then they went out of the theater and I bear in mind I'm trying to relax watching Jack Nicholson as the Joker on screen and they got the booster seats and we're just dropping them on the floor oh. the whole time. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. this is awful. And eventually I turned around and I actually said, shut the fuck up. Oh. Um, I didn't realize their parents were next to them. <laughs> yeah. parents, the parents were so quiet that I was not aware that they were there. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, the little, like those little things that I give myself where I'm just like, I'm just going to take two hours and watch this. I was like, yeah. you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> this was me time. Yeah. This was for me. 
yeah. couldn't believe it the funny thing was when it came out into the into the the lobby the the, the mom was just like this with her oh, head in her no. hands and the three kids were waiting kind of going and you could hear them going that's him but they were wait- they must have been waiting because it was a screening of batman begins afterwards so they're also going to ruin another film yeah. but anyway no it is it is like taking time for yourself is very important <laughs> yeah yeah even reading a book or anything like that yeah it's a yeah it's it's important and it's different for everyone and it looks different for everyone yeah can i ask you about the song substance abuse yeah you yeah. can if you like yeah i yeah. love that song <laughs> good yeah i really did uh, yeah, how did that yeah. come about because like that yeah. and the the title track of the album as well the, oh. the little vocal thing that you do just it's fantastic <laughs> i love that too i love that uh um in that in it chest pains and side pieces that vocal thing you're referring to i think it, it's when i followed your own guitar yeah yeah, yeah. that only <laughs> happened because neve was late to practice <laughs> <laughs> and joe was playing it over and over and i was like i'll just sing over that it really and it's like yeah, one of the best parts yeah, is so yeah, cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just such a small insight into our our day-to-day but it was just like oh just just you know playing guitar i'll sing over it and then when Neve got there, we were like, check this out. <laughs> you know, oh my God. It's just like, thank God you were late. But then, yeah, I guess with substance abuse, I think uh, that that's one, yeah, I I think, yeah, like there's an apprehension about putting it out into the world because um, I guess it, it leads to maybe having to discuss, <laughs> discuss it. But then at the same time, like it's important to discuss as well. I think... Um, there's like I I uh, I I'm sober and I think sober is probably a harsh word I I guess I've had issues with uh, like drugs and alcohol and for the last good like five years um I've been like really mm. just a sober person living my best life kind of thing <laughs> um but the issues I did have never got to like the crisis point um but I think part of part of that for me and uh, my journey with like kind of my my relationship with all of that stuff was realizing it doesn't have to get to a crisis point mm. to know it's not right for you. So um that's something that I've learned uh, the older I've gotten is that like things don't have to get really really bad before you say do you know what this is this is too much for me and I'm really glad that I had I don't know the support I had and I like I've been in counseling a long time and just the wherewithal with to just say I don't want this to get really bad (laughs) because I think sometimes you can enjoy those things too much and that's a bad thing as well (laughs) you know yeah so I think um that as a song is like a little snapshot into kind of the the last part uh it's honestly like the tail end of the ritual of lovemaking it's like when you're that type of person um I'm saying like that type of person I guess when you've I'm kind of addictive by nature in a certain degree that you get addicted to chaos as well and like toxic situations and chaotic situations and like you I constantly think I can fix things that are not Mm. good for me and I stay and I don't realize like what what are the things I need and um I've worked really hard to get myself out of out of that and the first album helps so much with that for clarity and then substance abuse is just a look at like me having that conversation where it's like even with relationships yeah, and people oh my god yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, with a lyric like i just want to get high yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, but i think uh, 
I think I'd be lying to myself if I said, you know, there aren't moments where I still really struggle with it and mm. um, where, you know, it takes a while to adjust to being that person who says no when somebody offers you something. Um, but I'm I'm comfortable in it now and I really like I like where I'm at um, with all of that stuff because I think what it really comes down to is everyone has a very different relationship with drugs and alcohol and once you're aware of the actual relationship you have with it. Oh, yeah. So I was able to actually look at it and go, my relationship is not healthy with this. It wasn't that I was overindulging or, you know, that it was affecting my day-to-day life. It was how I felt when it would happen. And that, that to me, was enough for me to say, this is not... Um, not good for me I'm not you I'm not doing this from a good place mm. so therefore I shouldn't be doing it and I think that's a uh, that uh, as a song it's it's really funny there's a moment where we all um shout it's like uh, yeah you broke your hand on my fucking phone like I recorded the brass for the album and while we were recording the brass um Shane our trumpet player just shouted at my fucking phone <laughs> and you can hear then then all of a sudden it became Shane Sean and Joe all into the all into like into the, into the booth all around the mic just shouting at my fucking phone <laughs> and it's so it's so liberating and also another part it feels really Irish like it's just like yeah. you broke my fucking phone <laughs> you, you know? literally see it on yeah. Pierce Street <laughs> yeah 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 and you're just you're, it just feels really authentic to it when I think of of that song and that moment in that song I think of like a very specific night very specific things happening and just being like oh my god and then when the guy shouted I'm like yeah you're yeah. with me on this I can't. It, do you ever find the situation like we have nights like that because like I've, <laughs> I've I've been told off a few times for just basically overdoing it with drink mm. but you have these like terrible nights where you do get told off for being dick or whatever yeah. but like in tw- two years later you're just like that night was actually kind of funny wasn't it I just like <laughs> it, we can laugh at it now but at yeah. the time it was not funny <laughs> yeah I think like I, I think that's the isn't that the gift of just being able to get get older yeah, I, yeah. that it honestly is and like I say that it's a gift because it doesn't happen for everybody like no. not everybody gets to have the retrospect of oh that was a funny night wasn't it you know and um I am really 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 lucky um and it is emotional so I'm You're just right. really really lucky to uh to be in the place I'm in mm. and to actually be able to say like I'm not anywhere near anything like that because part of it that song also embodies dealing with people who have those issues Mm. so um my issues were way more self-destructive than destructive on other people when you're dealing with people who have issues with substances who are destructive towards you Mm. it's it's really really hard because you'll still love that person but um eventually you have to call call yeah, you have it to, you know on. and i think that song kind of embodies me saying where i'm at and how how i deal with my stuff um i can't deal with that stuff anymore yeah. you know and again you get addicted to chaos and uh i actually just really like peace now <laughs> i just <laughs> i just love how zen <laughs> things are yeah which is kind of funny because the album like it while it does have peaceful moments on it it yeah. also has like super <laughs> abrasive moments um how do those like those moments of chaos and the music kind of come together oh man <laughs> i think it's because that isn't that kind of what life is like suppose, and even yeah. if you're if you're li- living like a really 
you know, I, I am solid and I'm grounded and I'm, I'm peaceful and I'm trying to protect my space, but like there has to be an outlet and I have to acknowledge like the stuff that has happened previous to where I am now. Mm. And so like, I am mad about certain stuff or I am, uh, I think I'm not naturally an aggressive person at all in my life. Like I, I, I struggle to raise my voice. (laughs) Like, um, I, I'm way more of a, um, like fight or flight like i'm i'm flight like i'm gone like like i'm not gonna fight with you i just i just can't i can't do it so uh i will fight yeah 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 yeah. like i mean like i get into the most petty arguments with people for nothing i i am very i'm very jealous (laughs) because i just i shut down can't talk and i'm out the door um so i i do think having the space to to feel that feeling without it hurting anybody is really um really good and Mm. I think that's what some of the songs offer and I think in general like other members of the band um kind of have that uh that in them as well not all of us (laughs) so some of us love (laughs) love you know um but uh some of us as well just uh like I think sometimes that does come true and their their approach to the music is like when I go high you mm. come high with me and I think that's something me and Eve our drummer like like we're so ride or die in so many ways <laughs> that like like we could be playing a gig and it's say a soft part of the song if I if I just start going for it she's coming with me she does it <laughs> and she's like like you know it's just kind of She's we a follow each other. Never had the pleasure of meeting her now, but I've seen her live quite a few times, <laughs> yeah. and you're kind of just sitting there going, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, I don't know. You got to get it out somehow, don't you? And, yeah. and, and a way that doesn't hurt anybody is probably the best way. Probably. <laughs> yeah. One would like to think. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I've been at so many gigs recently, metal gigs, where the people are intentionally hurting each other at them, mm. and I'm just like, "What are you doing? Just." Yeah. have a good time <laughs> yeah please um yeah. i know it's probably hard to pick one but do you mm. have a favorite a favorite song off it do you think oh yeah that's a that's a fun one because <laughs> like it is a yeah. very personal album which I, I i commend you the way you're able to actually put yourself into the songs oh. the way that you do but but uh yeah i would say yeah. trying to pick a favorite off it yeah. is quite <laughs> It's all kind of by mistake. I don't mean to. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh God, I've written all these songs. And Happy they're all accidents. Just, yeah, yeah. Oh God, they're, they're, they're too much, aren't they? Jeez. <laughs> uh, I, I guess maybe my favorite one to play, because um, we're in rehearsals for, for the album launch now. Mm. And so uh, we're going through some that we have never played live. Um I really love playing between my needs and needs uh, uh live because it's just the riff class, is so yeah. so fun. Um, but uh, recently we've been rehearsing "Say My Name," and I'm really enjoying that. But For some it's a I difficult of the song. Destiny's Child yeah, song. oh, and and that's it. Like we were in rehearsal. <laughs> I what a cover of that? Yeah, did you do that? <laughs> on Sunday we were in rehearsal. I was like, "Oh, we'll go for say my name," and then we were all like, "We wish it was Destiny's <laughs> Child song, but it's not." <laughs> um, but I think playing that one live, it's so visceral, and um, I don't know, like certain songs, it takes me a while to be ready to play them. I guess, and it's gonna take a while of playing that one live to like sit with it. But mm. just the, the the there's a moment where the second verse kicks in, and I'm like, Joe is playing guitar, and I'm up there with him, and it's just like, oh yeah that's that's a that's a that's kind of capturing what i want to be as a songwriter like i want to go to that place and be up there and like and then bring it down and it shows how i guess 
you can feel in your life yeah. you know yeah yeah was loud women festival was that the was yeah. that the first time you got to play them or um we actually we only played we played that looked amazing yeah by the way. Oh, that, that was, was so much fun <laughs> we were very lucky to get to do that yeah like um really really enjoyed that gig because um we've been back and forth a bit to the uk and we're starting to see familiar people at the shows oh, nice. and that's been really um really nice and yeah. weird you know you're like wait hold on yeah. why are you here again and you're like yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like, not from here yeah yeah on? i don't live here <laughs> and then it's like people who are singing back the words especially to the, the new stuff you're like you know us well enough that you know those new songs <laughs> like what the hell so that's been that's been mad and at that fe- at festival people were asking for photos with me and i was like this is bananas it's just that like, photo of you holding yeah, the person's yeah, hand and everything. And that's a gorgeous yeah photo. and i we've recently connected and she's uh like an amazing amazing artist and um it's flying over for the show oh, in ireland like yeah, yeah. and so um because i shared the photo and they contacted me to um to get the photo and then we we're just back and forth and like, <laughs> i made a friend oh my god <laughs> amazing <laughs> but uh someone flying over is an insane concept you know mm. so uh i think loud women has definitely opened up that that sphere for us where we're like we're we're going over to the UK to a place we're not from and actually like people are are coming regularly to our shows and that is an insane feeling and I don't want that to ever become normal to me because that's not normal like yeah but uh yeah we put we played I think we played the YFEP but then we played two new tunes um from the album so we played between my knees and needs and we played in tune I can't wait um, to see both yeah. of those oh god it's funny at the end of in tune I do that guitar solo on the album and I'm like doing a guitar solo on the album is very different than doing it doing it live so. and joe is just looking at me going you can do it and i'm just like holding one note going i can't when you're writing actually do you ever take that into consideration like can i play this live or is it just like oh, we're in the studio we never. can fuck it. never and it's it's horrible because like especially with this album it was like all in my room so it's like let me write this amazing guitar line and then i'm like oh yeah i'll do the vocals separately and then you have to marry the two and you're just like okay no and then it just takes me a while like <laughs> practice 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 and then i get there but it is funny like especially with this album it was like that sounds so cool let's do that and then i'm like you have to sing and do that you do both those things so yeah so yeah that's that's a uh, no consideration ever <laughs> we probably probably should actually mention the uh the gig uh and the, is, is is it gonna be released on the same day as the album is it's it? gonna be so the so, gig is the 11th of october in the grand social and then the album is out the 13th of October, oh, which is sick. Friday the 13th. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Spooky. I'll bring our Mike Myers yeah. costumes to the show. Yeah. Well, it was said, it was like, oh, no, are you sure oh, you want to do Jason, like... But... <laughs> yeah. like, Sorry. Do you want to do like the Friday the 13th? And I was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> definitely. Am I five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's just like, yeah, it's just like no i'm i'm into it that's that's cool that's spooky i'm okay <laughs> yeah so my, my granny's very superstitious and the friday okay. the 13th and she's just like yeah. it's a bad luck day bar i was like oh. i've never had bad luck on that day <laughs> oh well now that we're saying all this i just believe that being spooky is actually quite a positive attribute and oh no uh, i yeah, think yeah. it's i find it quite yeah. interesting because it gives different perspectives on stuff <laughs> yeah. like oh i remember one actually she'll kill she doesn't listen to the podcast um but i remember one one time we were up in Tyrone, where is where she lives, and a robin flew into the house, 
and me, me and my brother yeah. were like six or seven we were playing with it and my dad was like get the fuck out of it and <sighs> went ballistic and he's like your granny can't see that your granny and he was actually nearly like yeah. gray and i was just like what the hell is that he goes granny will think that means that someone is about to die in the family that's okay. what that means and as she goes and he goes if she sees that she genuinely will think that for like the next year yeah. and she'll link yeah. it to something i was like yeah. That is an incredible amount of um, yeah mysticism that uh, I would I can't fathom. Like it's it's it's, a, it's an interesting way of thinking. A robins are interesting as well because for me, a robin kind of being around is someone that you have lost. So mm. it's interesting that from a different point of view, it's going no, you're going to lose someone. But yeah. I find a lot of comfort when I see robins because I'm like, oh, that's that, you know. I I feel like when a robin is around me, I'm like, oh, someone's just here to yeah. stay alone. Um. So it's interesting that you could have two opposite ends of yeah. it, you know. Either way, they're representing something. Uh, yeah, it is odd though because she's like staunchly religious as well. Yeah, we'll have these kind of yeah. superstitions or theories and stuff as well. It's like, how do you mend the two of them yeah. <laughs> or meld the two of them together? I I actually <laughs> love the idea of like um, like kind of all that. My one of my friends, she's honestly just so amazing and brilliant and uh she's doing her phd in medieval gynecology and childbirth wow. and um i went over to her she was oh, in I'd cambridge oh <laughs> did, listen <laughs> and we haven't actually come that far yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's get more help with female health hey eh? okay <laughs> but, no uh, yeah please <laughs> this is a pro-man yeah. podcast <laughs> no 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 <laughs> I don't I don't believe that for a second <laughs> but um yeah it's it's crazy because um when I went over to Cambridge while we were, were like writing the ritual of lovemaking and I learned a lot about just that time period and how superstitions and rituals were so important mm. and how we've carried them through our lives and actually how it is such a beautiful insight into how people used to think before there was any outside kind of interaction or we didn't know how that person thought or mm. we didn't know like there was no kardashians on instagram like we didn't know how to think or feel it was just how you authentically felt and some of the stuff that um i learned while i was with her then kind of started to happen in my life like, oh wow okay. and she gave me a photo a, a picture of um it's a painting called the bridesmaid and it's beautiful and in it uh, the bridesmaid is she's doing a ritual she's putting a ring on and off her finger um and there's like an orange in the picture and there's the orange on the front cover oh, yes. and because it's a it's like a sacrifice uh, to f femininity. Mm. But uh, she that that picture, one of the things that people used to do was they used to hide pictures or baby shoes behind their walls or like under their floorboards to bring um that into their lives to cultivate that. Okay. So it was like baby shoes would be you'd find them in walls and stuff to bring a child into the home or you'd find a picture and it'd be a beautiful picture and it's just like to bring you you know good luck and like that kind of vibe from the picture into your life and um I the whole time I was living in our apartment I put that picture it was in my room and when I was coming up to the end of uh living there and I was in a new relationship that picture fell behind the bed the <laughs> the head of the bed and you cannot take it off like it's stuck there now forever wow. and i was just like that's kind of nice because whoever lives in that house now will have that there to <laughs> i don't know in some weird way it was just like i'm leaving that memento but that picture has brought me like love and light into yeah. my life 
Um, so I thought it was mad that now just some stranger is going to be in that room and they'll never know that picture's there. <laughs> and no, you don't know where I used to live. So you'll never, never know. know. <laughs> you'll never know. <laughs> but love and light all the way. <laughs> it reminds me just, I remember just just on that topic, I remember my mom telling me a story. Like my mom wouldn't be, you know, she not superstitious at all, but um, superstitious is a bad word. But mm. uh, like, uh, but I remember... Her, she lost her dad when he was quite young. He was like, I think he was 68 when he passed away. Mm. And she just had this day of just hell for the mm. whole day. There was one day where I think she crashed her car. Then she was stuck in a car park with me crying in the back or something. It was just, and it was just, she yeah. it was the worst day ever. And when she got out of her car at the end of the day, she found a feather in the car, yeah. like a dove feather. Yeah. And, uh, and she's like, I still can't explain it. She goes, there's why no, was there's, there? why was it yeah. there? She, go, she goes, but I was like, isn't that the ending to Forrest Gump? And she goes, do not ruin this for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's it's it, she goes it just yeah. saved the saved the mood for me completely. And like I, he was only he was dead yeah. a, a week I think. I do I I like especially with feathers and stuff. I know um people who have lost someone very close to them and and similarly with myself. I think sometimes obviously we're gonna find feathers because there's birds in the yeah. sky and that's but when you find them, uh, I think attaching that meaning to them in itself is something magic that you're yeah. like that person is watching over me or with me in some regard and i think uh i do think to survive losing someone you have to find that mm. you have to find those moments where you're like they're still with me whether it's you know a feather or it's like like the rain clearing on a on a cloudy day because <laughs> you need to go out whatever the this um symbol is for you Take it just it. it means that that person's still with you mm. and i think that's that's the hardest part of grief is finding a way to keep that person with you in your life um and honor that and carry them with you and whatever symbols we find i think we should hold on to them i think tight. she did she yeah. i think she still has it yeah but it's like it's like a it's literally like a feather yeah. like in a pillowcase like yeah, it's, yeah. it's bizarre yeah. Yeah. um yeah. yeah, I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we could right. do we could do the stupid questions that I do at the end. Yeah, we can do the stupid <laughs> questions. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to think of the first one. Okay. Uh, do you remember who? Because I didn't get to. The, I, I did watch our interview the first yeah. one, but do you remember who you said what was the first and last album you bought? Oh God, I don't know. Was it Nora Jones? Is maybe it was the first Nora one? Jones? Yeah. yeah. And then the last one. Now, what would be the last one? Maybe it was Freddie Gibbs Bandana. Was it? I haven't heard that yet, actually. Uh Listen, I have it there and I haven't taken it out of the thing. And Gavin's like, are you ever going to listen to it? I'm like, it's just beautiful. I don't want to take it out. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. I saw Freddie Gibbs in Button Factory years ago. Because basically a friend of mine who's a huge hip hop fan. Like, yeah. I mean, like he exclusively listens to it. Yeah. I won't touch anything else. Um, I was like, can you take me to like a proper hip hop show? Like yeah. not a feckin like mumble rapper type of shit. And I was like, just take me to like a proper hip hop guy. Yeah. So Freddie Gibbs was playing. And uh, people were just li- lighting blunts in yeah. in the button factory. And I was going to like, to, there was a guy next to me who was like, mm. you should probably put that away. The security are going to come <laughs> over. And he's like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but, nerd. And then I looked around and everybody was doing it. I was like, yeah. what is this? And yeah. then I turned around to my friend and he's just there puffing away. And I was like, what is going on? But Freddie Gibbs yeah. kept doing this thing where, because we got up very front, he kept opening water bottles and then squirting them in people's faces but he did it to me so many times that he actually blinded me for, for about for about 10 minutes of the show and it, like he like hit me directly in the eyes he was like oh my god and then as soon as it kind of came to came normal he'd do it again uh, that is very funny <laughs> it's a good show yeah yeah because i we um i really wanted to go see freddie gibbs so um 
had tickets, went to see him in Vicar Street, but Joe, our guitar player, in came. In Vicar Street? Yeah, in Vicar Street. was that? Was it? It was last year. Oh, I didn't even know he was playing. The reason I remember this so well is because that week, Joe had decided to propose to his uh, partner. Oh, cute. And I was going to be heavily involved. At the Freddie Gibbs in, concert. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we can only dream. Yeah. But, uh, but I was heavily involved in the preparation for the proposal. Oh. But I also love Freddie Gibbs so much. <laughs> and Freddie Gibbs came out on the stage and Joe was like, and yeah, just another thing about the proposal. If we can get this together and this together. And I was like, Joe. <laughs> I'm gonna get everything together because I love his now wife so much, maybe even more than I love you. And it's gonna be an amazing proposal, and everything's gonna be beautiful. But just shut up, okay? Just you know, Freddie's here, and he's about to take his shirt off, and let everybody be cool, okay? That's the, that's the sign to just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, they are now happily married. I can say so. The proposal went well. <laughs> what is your uh, current go-to music? My go-to music, I was going to say, uh, yeah, your friend who exclusively li- listens to <laughs> hip-hop. Um, I've been listening to so much of Kendrick Lamar at the moment. I'm listening mm. to Damn just over and over and over again because it's just such an amazing album. But um, I listen to a lot of hardcore uh, as well. So, um, yeah, at the moment, I'm in hip-hop, hip-hop zone. Place. It's kind of funny yeah. how those two kind of correlate with it each is. other quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, and I think it's mostly because I think both are quite authentic. Like mm. you're you're not able to do either without trying to say something. You mm. have to say something with, with both styles. And um, yeah, I just, I've always wanted to be in a hardcore band and I just, <laughs> I just really have. And I just, anytime I'm like, oh, let me just try and like scream. I'm like... Yeah, but then I I I need to sing also. Yeah, because it, yeah. it does shred your yeah. vocal. <laughs> and like, I know a lot of people like, because there's technique to it and stuff, but a lot of people that I've talked to who do it really, really well have all said, in honesty, they do lose a part of their register as well. Like maybe their higher register, their lower register, yeah. even when they're doing it well. So um, that scared me. So, and also, I don't want to scream. <laughs> I'm not that's, that mad. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I always find it insane when you see people like Mike Patton who yeah. can fucking just hit insane yeah. highs and lows and growls. deal. Do you, know, <laughs> do you know what he does? Like, there's so many film credits that he has of him doing like monsters voices in yeah. movies. Like he does, I don't know if you ever played the video game The Darkness, but he does the little imps okay. in that and everything as well. Because he can sing operas as well. Oh yeah. Like he's a... He's he's, a... <laughs> I, I, in my opinion, I think he's one of the most underrated vocalists yes. ever. Like 100%. you'd never really hear people mention him too I much. I was going to call him a fruit and nut bar there. <laughs> I've never called anyone a fruit and nut bar in my life. It's like, what does that even mean? <laughs> oh, because it's so yeah. underrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I get no. It. Um have you ever listened to Initiate, actually? No. They're a really good hardcore band. Okay. Very, very yeah. good. Female singer as well. Okay, Crystal yeah, Pack. yeah. Um, they just have, like, really fun guitars. Uh, yeah. It's very summery. Like, okay. I, I really enjoy it anyway. Yeah. I think if you like Turnstile, you'd probably like them. Yeah, I, I do enjoy Turnstile. <laughs> that is that is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a favorite hardcore band? Um, uh, Touche and Maureen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, we've talked about them before, but yeah. honestly, like, I think the authenticity of, of Touche and Maureen, I think... They were like my, that was the moment when I was like, oh, fuck. Like, like when you hear another kind of songwriter be so, so incredibly open, mm. like, like it's so important, I think. Um, and Alex on Fire as well. 
Oh, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, why have one singer when you can have three? Yeah. <laughs> I love Wade McNeil. Yeah. I like, it's funny, I think he might have been the only person who, when he joined Gallows, was like, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> this <laughs> is great. Everybody was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Carter, nope. Yeah. But that's the guy from Alexis on Fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you share more, because I think we talked about them yeah. in the, last, the first episode. I was like, I so regret meeting them, which I know is an awful thing yeah. to say, because I was so drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was on my um, own in Paris. I was like, you guys are like, way heavier yeah. than uh, your studio stuff when they're live and they're like thank you yeah. um, leave me alone <laughs> they were they were, actually, they, were yeah. actually, they were lovely but yeah. I think the guy was just like did you come to see us like yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh they're so good yeah they're a very yeah. good band yeah so again another kind of slept on band for a lot of people like yeah they, they kind of because there's so many albums as well yeah it's annoying as well because they put out exclusive new exclusive merch um, for a reissue of one of their albums and it's only available in America of course it is and I just think <laughs> come on I want the tracksuit bottoms <laughs> can anyone hear is me is that what you're going <laughs> straight for yeah, yeah, yeah. You, might, you might get them on Evil Greed no or is um, it just the States it's it's just the States and, and a couple of people have commented being like put it on your EU store but I'm like anybody in America send them to me please <laughs> it is uh, like it, especially because like there's so many hardcore American bands that I yeah. listen to it's so frustrating seeing the tour. Like, I don't know why I put myself through it. I look at it every time. It's like, yeah. I know they're not going to play Dublin. And yeah. then it's like, yeah. nope, yeah. <laughs> it's all American dates. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, yeah. And then if it's not American dates, it's like Germany or something. You're like, God damn it. Yeah. yeah. I, that's one thing. Um, this couple, like it happens semi-regularly where people are like, you want to come play America? I'm like, Yes. I would absolutely yeah. love to come. Why would I America. say no? Yeah, I would. I would love that so much. But like, like we need at least ten shows, <laughs> at least ten yeah, to make it yeah, to make profitable. It, yeah. But even I would. I I wouldn't mind if we broke even uh, at all. If someone wants to fund us to just go, <laughs> they don't have to pay us. We'll just go because um, there's a couple of like little sub subsections of people who are like, there's people here who really like you in this tiny state, <laughs> and you're like. Yeah, I'll go. Do you have a dream place that you'd like to play? Um, I think it would be nice to play some of those places in America where people have reached out to us because it seems like there is this like subset of like community, like, community yeah. there who actually do like us and and that kind of DIY attitude, like we'll get you here somehow. <laughs> I I think that's amazing, and so that. They're the shows I think that we really do best in is when it's someone who actually likes the band who mm. are like, oh, we want to bring you here. So it's it's not even place based for us anymore. It's like when somebody approaches us and is like, I want to do the show with you and I want, I want to do it well for you. That's amazing. Like mm. when somebody goes out of their way and that's generally what's happened with all the UK shows for us is it's just somebody who likes the band has been like, come on over. And <laughs> I'll like, and like we've stayed with people and we've, you know, then we've we've gotten some grants from Culture Ireland to do. It all just kind of has snowballed. Yeah. That it's it's working now, and that's been really really cool to leave your to leave where you're from at any stage and go play somewhere where people know. Yeah, oh, I'd say it's the it's, most insane feeling, it's especially playing crazy. in a country like that doesn't even yeah. speak your language or something. Yeah, I'd say yeah. it's, I'd say it's the most mind blowing yeah. thing. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think the most important thing to me would be to go to places that people. Like, even if it's just one or two people who are like, I've just really wanted to see you. Mm. That would be great. Like, you know, and we've gotten to start to do that. And 
I, I just, it is funny. I think there's, I really want to go to all those small places in America. <laughs> I don't want to go to the big scary places. I want to go to small weird places. <laughs> Please. Like Death Valley or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Like, let's go. Yeah. Play Burning <laughs> Man next year. <laughs> like, whatever, whatever it takes. Well, I'm Burning Man looked yeah. like a disaster this year. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have a, do you have like, who would you say is like the most underrated band going at the moment? Most underrated band going at the moment. Jeez Louise. There's <laughs> so many. Yeah, that's I, a tough question. <laughs> yeah. And I think it is biased to say, uh, but it's what I'm exposed to so much. But I'm really, really excited for By Curious's new album. Um, yeah. That is biased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, <laughs> no, it, but it, I, it's, I it's... also, I just like, um, I just really love um, like seeing hearing the new vocals number one yeah and um, but i again authenticity is the main thing and i think that the mix now of taryn's uh kind of voice and his authenticity and his lyrics i just think i'm really excited his for delivery them and everything, yeah, yeah i'm excited for them as a band to to kind of just show people that and and i think people really related to the first album and felt the emotion but now there's like I think there's going to be a new level of engagement and I think they're they're underrated um like in terms of if people talk about Irish bands I think people should talk about them more because they they really uh they really are great no they're yeah. fantastic like yeah. um I became I became friends with Gav because mm. I was such a fanboy of the band mm. like yeah. uh, <laughs> um that, that seriously that's that's actually yeah. how we ended up talking but mm. I remember even hearing Gav was telling me he goes we're going to be singing on the album yeah. this time and I was just like oh and in yeah. my head it's just like Ah, I'm I'm sure yeah. they can do it, but yeah. it's it's gonna be it's strange. And then just see it live, because yeah. I brought my friend Jack, who he mm. he never I think he'd heard like probably heard like fake news or something like that yeah. or sleep. But um, yeah. he came to the gig and he even he was like, Jesus Christ, he can sing. And yeah. I was just like, you're surprised. I like I had no idea that Taron <laughs> had pipes like the way that he does and the delivery mm. and kind of um, as you said, authenticity in it as well. No, it's yeah. it's gonna be very very exciting. This is not an ad for By Curious, yeah. by the way. But <laughs> it could be. I don't know. But- yeah and like that's that's kind of from uh but i i'm kind of i i'm a like kind of a homebody as well i'm not like as in touch with what's happening um here in ireland too much um mm. but like i do be loving some good tunes yeah. if there's more good tunes i'll, I'll be into it's, it it's funny i have that like like even because like, i obviously try and keep up to date yeah. with all the bands that are going on so i can get guests on yeah but every so often like you'll be chatting with somebody and they're like how have you not listened to them and it's like Dude, there's like 7,000 bands <laughs> yeah, in Dublin yeah, alone. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. And you just try and you, you try and keep up. But you're yeah. just like, do you know what? There's I'm... so many. And yeah. there's so many highly talented bands yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you heard the new Cruel Sister EP, but I was okay. listening to that yesterday. Just, yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, where are these people <laughs> yeah, coming yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, yeah. I think once people are doing it because they love it, then that's good. Yeah. And that's uh, that's good enough then as well. It's like, there are going to be so many bands and so many people coming up, but if you're doing it because you love it, then it'll just have longevity as well. So that's the main thing. Yeah. And like yeah. you're kind of a, a very uh, kind of emotional, impactful live performer. Was there, what do you, do you ever remember the first gig that you went, holy shit, when it was a live performance going like, that's, oh. that's insane. Mm. Like, that's what I want to do. Well, that's an interesting question as well. Jeez. Oof. Sorry to lay them all on to you at the end of the show. I'm just thinking um, about gigs I've gone to. Um, I think 
getting to see bands that you grew up on has been something I've been very like I've gotten to I, I got to see Tool recently and that was something <laughs> I, I didn't think would ever happen and seeing Tool live was like yeah, I'd holy say. god <laughs> yeah and it and and they just held so much for me as as a as a kid like and like I learned how to sing listening to Tool that's mm. how I learned how to sing because <laughs> when I was growing up <laughs> but like I only had CDs and you only had like a certain number of CDs and that was it so like every CD I had I knew inside and out and I remember like literally like holding them like and being like oh my god and then the books with the lyrics in it and oh, being like oh my god loved getting the yeah, book the lyric book, loved yeah. getting the lyric book and list. like seeing two alive like for me was is such an emotional experience and I was like they cannot still be playing this music and not care like you could tell like mm. Anna and I don't just mean like obviously um James Keenan Maynard like being the singer you think it's only going to come from him but like everything like the like like Danny Carey on drums is just like what <laughs> the fuck but uh, but yeah seeing two was a big deal yeah I I think um it's a good way to describe seeing Tool. What yeah, the fuck? Yeah, what the f- <laughs> and then someone who has always um, like stuck out for me um, as someone who I'm like, Jesus, like they're doing it from their belly. Like, and that's, that's, I always like, I've started like, for whatever reason, this has become a thing and I'm like, it has to stop. But <laughs> a couple of friends are like, I could just call over and you can teach me some vocals sometimes, you know? And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm quite holistic in my approach, so we're not, you know? And then we talk about singing a lot and it's all for me from the ground up. Like mm. you plant your feet and you sing from your, like from the ground, you're channeling like all of the energy in the world to go through you to say what you need to say. And that's, I guess, a more holistic approach <laughs> to things. Like, I'm just plant your feet and let's motherfucking go. <laughs> um, but I think Wallace Bird just captures that so much for me. Um, where like when I was in Ballyfermot, she had been in Ballyfermot, you know, mm. and um, I was kind of always kind of going, okay, like she's on my radar and who is she? And then watching Wallace Bird play live is just like Jesus she leaves nothing nothing behind I like, don't think yeah. I've seen her live I, I just I even I if you see any videos yeah, yeah like it's just it's it's that same same fee- I think she does the same thing as me but I don't want to compare myself to her because she's also like she's just amazingly talented yeah. so I don't want to be like well no but I do I do think she's genuinely singing from the ground and singing with every bit of her lungs like and uh i think that that's that's a gift and i remember seeing lisa hannigan as well when i was like 16 and being like oh my god (laughs) and i remember stumbling in i don't know how it happened in whites and wexford and she was playing just in like the courtyard and i was like i have to go but i i only kind of knew that she had sang on the Damien Rice album. And then I remember sitting there and I was on my own. And I was like, how am I on my own at this <laughs> event in this fancy hotel? And just being like, Jesus, who is this person? You know, <laughs> I just think, yeah, sing from sing from your feet. <laughs> sing from the ground. I remember the first time I saw you guys, it was at Sugar Club. Oh, God. Um, yeah, well. like, I think I just remember the, 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 the woman that was on before you. I think she mm. sang on Maniac 2000. Oh, oh Shelly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She goes, I'm going to get off the stage now because it's about to get very loud. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shelly will be uh, one of my best friends, my my auntie, my my everything. Like, I see Shelly 
nearly once a week if not more like i i love her yeah yeah it's funny how like it's because she's such i've heard people who go to yeah. bim and stuff how respected she is and like even like i had a friend of mine who was singing a particular mm. way for a while yeah and she told him because you need to change the way that you're singing yeah now, because he's like you'll ruin your yeah. voice now he's the yeah. better for he's an amazing singer now yeah. but it's just like he took it on the chin just straight away he's yeah. like okay if she's saying it <laughs> yeah i gotta listen no she's powerhouse um, vocalist yeah she's something else yeah yeah shout um out. <laughs> so i always finish the podcast with uh the question uh what do you love most about what you do okay what do i love most about what i do <laughs> i think um because we were talking about singing so much there my first thought was it's primal <laughs> like i genuinely think that like when you can't connect with people in your life music connects you mm. and like getting to play music connects you and sometimes I would struggle to understand like myself and other people and kind of like there's that thing and I think we all do it where it's like oh like that person must think how I think because you know we're all human and we all must think the same or have that same um compass for wrong and right and morality and and then you realize like we are all so different and like the one thing that can connect everybody is uh, music and that that's like that's that's a primal instinct like when you have people all singing together like that's connection mm. on its on its on the biggest level that's connection and one of the things like even talking about being emotional at a gig it's like when you're at a gig and everybody's singing along like you're you're connected to other people without having to understand them mm. without having to like agree with them on the wrongs and rights of the world you are connected because that's what we do we want to sing and express and so uh the thing i love most is getting to feel connection even when you may not be able to do that yeah. in your day-to-day life that like getting to connect <clears throat> with people and also just getting to like in any small way shape or form that was the biggest thing people messaging me and saying that my honesty has helped them even if it was only ever going to be one person that ever messaged me that was more than enough Mm. because it is scary to be so vulnerable but even like when I get a message from somebody saying this has helped me through x y or z that like that has meant so much because it is scary and putting yourself out there is scary but getting that level of like no this helped me then it erases every bit of fear that I have. And so even if that had only ever happened once, then it was enough. So getting to help people in some sort of way is something that I feel a lot of um, like grace for, or like I'm really grateful for it. And what's interesting is it's like, uh, I sometimes find it really, really hard to talk about stuff that I've experienced in my life and like I find it really hard on Instagram and stuff where people might ask about a song or you know I I want to explain and I really really want to be like okay I'm gonna put something out and explain what this album is about and explain what I've gone through or what my life has been because maybe that will help someone more and I just don't have it in me like I I cannot I find it so hard to expose myself that way Mm. but my songs can do that and our songs can do that for people in some way I'm like I'm giving a part of myself and I'm telling telling my truth through our songs 
and I think for me that's enough and I don't think <laughs> uh everybody gets to do that so I'm I'm really grateful so like connection and um yeah grace and hopefully helping people is um the best thing and it's yeah like really cool that we get to do that <laughs> I, cer- I th- certainly think you're going to do it with the new album because as i said at the beat no it's it, it is it's insane how um it's like i just listening as i said when i was walking around i got very emotional listening to it because it's like it's so honest and it's so mm-hmm. like i think it's relatable like not even just you know for women and stuff but like it's really for everybody there's so much stuff in it that's like mm-hmm. yeah i get that and i can I, I teared up quite a few times on the, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. <laughs> no, make it. Turned up at the, I turned up, I te- teared up at the hill of the palace. And, was, uh. and the one thing in my head was, just straight away was like, was, was while I was uh. listening to it, I just went, fuck those people for all that money that they had, by the way. <laughs> it yeah, just yeah. Took, me, took me right out yeah, of it. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever want to see outrageous wealth, it's the palace in, in Vienna. Wow. It was just you know like yeah. mosaics all along the, uh, like and just and people outside starving i was not yeah. anyway we can i can go on about the the monarchy yeah. <laughs> some other time um thank you so much for coming on this uh it, nice. it, like i've been a fan for for years i really have i've <laughs> seen you quite a bit as well as i said in the last one when you posted that thing of knock and stock and somebody saying am i tripping balls do they just do a costume change that was me <laughs> um so it really is a pleasure being in this room with you and recording this episode and thank you so much for the thank you so much for everything but this little part where we do the plug at the end obviously so we have the gig and the album yeah uh 13th is the album's uh, coming out on the 13th of october and then the gig is the 11th of october and you can get tickets Ticketmaster. um, yeah Ticketmaster. there's tickets and you can come see us and um we'll be nice it's grand social isn't it Grand Sick. social. I love the Grand yeah, Social. Yeah. It's going to be a fantastic concert. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed. No, it will be. It will be. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much. <laughs> We're out. I think that was better than the second, the first one. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I didn't cry this time. <laughs> So that is the end of our episode for this week. I'm just going to give a huge thank you again to Emily for coming on and basically being interviewed twice for the one album, <laughs> for the one promo. Um, as you can probably tell from the tone of my voice during that episode, that that really was. I was having the time of my life. Um, I've been a big, big fan of Vernon Jane for a while. I think they're immensely talented. And this album, I genuinely think it's their best work that they've ever put out. So make sure to go buy it on Friday the 13th uh, next week. And make sure to get tickets for The Grand Social. There'll be a link for both um in the description of this episode so the show is going to be fantastic and i re- genuinely the album is it, it really is phenomenal you're all going to be floored when it comes out it's very 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 exciting but um if you enjoyed that episode and want to hear more just like it please give the podcast a follow it really really does help me out immensely like genuinely it helps me get on lists and stuff like that so if you enjoyed it want to hear more please give it a follow um but uh regardless thank you very very much for listening i hope you have a lovely week uh i'm gonna have a new episode out on monday and uh that's it thank you very much goodbye